Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 84. My co-host Dusty Hanshaw, myself, Ron Parlo. We're very happy to have you. Remember to hit like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell, all that stuff on It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty, what's up? Man, m- many things going on, but I have. Uh, so last night I, I did something you're not you're really used to. I planned ahead and I posted a QA before going to sleep instead of like 20 minutes before the show. So we have a lot of fucking questions. Oh, I'm glad because I actually just kind of held on to a few from my previous one and then uh, I was given a few off yes. to the side. They just like go to the grocery store. Someone just walked up and like handed you a note. Yeah, just for people out of nowhere, they come up, they go, "Hey, for the next episode," and they just give me a little piece of paper. But you touch the paper because of COVID. You gotta be careful. You wear gloves. Yeah, I live on the edge. Had a fucking boy, me too. You know, we're living in revolutionary times. Sometimes you just have to roll the dice, Dusty. I agree. You know what happened the other day? I was in the grocery store, um, and I'm not a mask wearer <clears throat> anywhere. Right. And uh, this lady in a mask put her hand up. And so I stopped, and I was thinking, oh, maybe she doesn't want me to walk by. It's fine. Give her her space. She goes, high five. I'm like, okay. I high five. I'm like, why? She goes, you're not wearing a mask. I go, well, you are. She goes, I don't want to. I'm like, well, take it off. (laughs) (laughs) I walked in the front door. Anyways, it was a funny thing. I was like. That's odd. I, like I thought the opposite because of the mask. I was like, oh fuck, I should give her a space. That's cool. Right, like, right. I, unlike a lot of other people, I if that's your thing, I dig it. I, I actually make sure I kind of avoid people and live my little life over here six feet away. I preferred it that way prior to COVID. I didn't really want people standing six feet close to me. I feel if I can punch you in the face without moving, you're too close. That's kind of my <laughs> system. You see and the I new have evidence. Short arms. You see the the new study out now. Turns out three feet's enough. <laughs> but just because we have a, a a new study that proves three feet's enough, we don't actually go to three feet. We just stay at six feet now. They just keep saying the same number, even though they just admitted three feet's enough. You know, it's classic. So um, I was out we with could a friend. double the capacity of every business out there that's suffering. But no, no, no. Just hold on. Yeah, we're good. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll still pay. Uh, I had uh, a friend who went to a, a restaurant. The other day and she made a reservation and and this is double weird. this was prior to so scottsdale has just changed it all seating is open now you can go okay. into a full restaurant but this was prior to that um she made a reservation for her and her girlfriend to go to dinner they they go to seat them and they seat them at the table and she goes to sit down across from her she goes oh you have to sit on the same side she goes what well these two chairs are less than six feet from that table over there and she's like, I don't want to spend dinner with my friend next door. We're not in a relationship. And even if we were, I'd prefer to sit across the table to speak to someone. They're like, you can't. I mean, legally. And she's like, is anyone ever like measured? Like they come in with a tape measure to make sure. Because She's like, what if I push my seat back too far and it was six feet and now it's five and a half? 
<laughs> right. But these are dusty. Like, these I mean, they're, they're literally that. So, so literally, and the funniest part is the reason they chose that business is because they had a big thing on saying that they were having problems, that they're suffering from COVID. Right. And she was like, well, okay, well, then can we sit in that, that, that table over there that's open? Can I sit on either side there? They go, that table's reserved. She goes, by someone with reservations? And they're like, yeah. She goes, so they reserved that table? Because I have reservations as well. But I didn't know we could choose the table. <laughs> and they literally, so finally she was like, okay, well, then we're just going to leave because I'm not going to sit next to my friend. They go, okay. So they left. I was like, I can't believe your business is having problems. That's shocking. We're all living in the twilight zone, Dusty. <laughs> and everyone's area is like a little different and culturally has a different vibe about the whole thing too. Like I've seen a bunch of videos coming out of Europe. It looks like stuff's like fucking almost ready to kick off there. Yep. You know? And, uh, and then you got like states where they're just having pool parties and like if you, if you go into the grocery store without a mask, nobody says anything to you. No. Yeah. See here, you would be like berated by security and it would be a big scene. Cause I've seen it at this, at the Safeway across the street from me. I was in, I went in there the other day and as I was going in, there was like a guy standing inside the Safeway mm -hmm. and there was like security talking to him and he was saying, Oh, I have a medical note. And they were like giving him hassle about it. Wouldn't let him in. And there was all these people like watching. It was just, just fucking, ugh. Well, that's what sucks. I mean, truthfully, and I, and I know I'm going to piss people off with this because there's always people that are on both sides, but it's like, I, I just reached a point where I don't want to anymore. Like, there's been oh, enough I'm shit. Dead. Everyone's covered up. I go to the grocery store. For the record, I used to go at 5 in the morning. But prior, since COVID, they open at 8, which is not convenient for me. My day is half over um, at 8 in the fucking morning when the store opens. Um, so I used to go when no one was there anyways. So now I just avoid people. And I'm just over it. And I found that most people are as well. So they don't, I, I don't even get looks here. When I first started doing it, people looked at you like you were crazy. Do, now do it's think, a little more normal. Do you think that um, if you went to a different state, like what would be the worst state to try to not wear a mask in a grocery California. store? California. Okay. Yeah, but I would never go there. I went to California, like I told you a couple months ago, I'll never go back. The place is a shithole now. Yeah. The Democrats have ruined it. Well, um, I've heard, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard nothing good about California for like, like what, two years straight, three years straight now. Yeah, well, like we so when we great, went to we went to film. A lot of great film, people there. A lot we of great to, gyms there. But we fuck. went to film there at Metroflex. I rented a car. Um, Matt rented the car actually, and uh, we go to leave the the place, you know, to sign out the car. And Matt rolls the window down. We're in the car, and the lady opens the little door and goes, "Put your mask on," and then slams it. And Matt looks at me, and he's like, "Shut us." So he kind of like looks out the window. And she literally opens it and goes, I'm not going to talk to you until you're wearing a mask. And then closes it again. <laughs> He's like, this has got to be a fucking joke. Like, yeah. we're in a car. <laughs> like, so he puts his mask on. So the lady comes out. Now she's pissed at us. And I'm like, we're in a car. Yeah. Over here by ourselves. Like, I mean, she, she would not speak to us until. And I was like, that was the beginning of our trip. And I'm like, so this is California, huh? Nice, nice. So what the thing that bothers me and I, I try not to let any of this stuff bother me anymore. I'm just like try to be easygoing and just roll through it. But um, I was riding my bike 
at the lacrosse box that I go to the, the other day. And I was all by myself in there. I right. was all by myself. And uh, these two, it's huge. It's like, like it's, it's, I don't know if you know how big a lacrosse box average is. Fucking huge. But it's yeah. like, you know, what, two ice surfaces? Yeah. Of a, ho- it's a fucking two hockey soccer games. field almost. Yeah, it's like a soccer field, mm-hmm. right? It's big. And these two young girls, I don't know how young, because they were pretty far away, but I'm going to guess. I mean, they were, they were like 13, 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. They came in with badminton rackets and they had this little net, like the super light little net they set up on mm-hmm. one of the little courts. And they played badminton for about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they both wore their masks the entire time. And when I say it's a lacrosse box, it's outdoors. Like it's completely open. There's a, just a roof over it to keep rain <laughs> yeah, out. But the sides it's are open. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Like there's a four foot. Uh, there's like penalty boxes and stuff on one side and there's just a little wall on the other, but like it's, there's wind blowing through there. You're outdoors. It's not indoors. And they were wearing their masks and they were, they were what they're playing badminton. So they're what 20 feet apart the entire time. And I just thought, man, we've got a whole, like there's a whole bunch of parents that have just brainwashed the fuck out of their kids Yeah, and just, poison their fucking minds with this nonsense and they're wearing their masks outdoors playing badminton 20 feet apart from each other and 150 feet away from me yeah it was unbelievable and i just thought oh fuck i don't you know, know. What, you know what it is though is it's just that um knew me wrong like i i don't want to be the asshole that's just that fucking guy you know what I mean? Like I it took me a second, but I just realized like I actually believe this wholeheartedly and you can't speak it if you won't do it. Um, and it's funny cause I, when I just flew back from South Carolina, I was in, uh, uh, I was in the airport and I was the only one not wearing a mask. And when I went up to security, I walked up, you know, where they scan in, and the lady was like, do you have a mask? I said, yeah, I do. It's in my bag. She goes, okay, because you'll need it to get on the plane. I go, okay, thanks. That was it. That was the end of any conversation with anybody about it. No one gives a fuck. Right. It's just the way it is. And as is always, I was by myself, by myself, away from everybody. So it's just, it was baffling to see because you could see people looking at you. And I I was telling Tommy, I was texting him. It was in the Charlotte airport. I was like, I didn't feel dirty looks. I felt like looks of like, yeah, admiration or something. I'm like, then take it off. If enough of you just stop, it'll end. Right. <laughs> like, that's the thing that's powerful. Like, I think that people forget. It's like, we allow laws. We allow them. We accept them. And that's that. If you don't want them, if enough people don't want something, it ends. Cause it has to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's only so many, so it's an interesting thing. And like I said, we're, I just blew up the comments because there's gonna be some pissed off people. Do your thing. I mean, I think it was the great part was, uh, I saw a post when they, when they got rid of the, the ban or the necessity of masks in Texas, somebody wrote that, you know, what's really cool about this. You can still wear one if you want to. <laughs> yeah. And like, I saw some footage cool. from someone posted some footage from Austin. They were at a pub in Austin. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people still had masks on. 
which is and, great. And they Give were like, fucking thing. Yeah, like half the staff were still wearing them and stuff. And they were like, there, now it's the way it should be. If you want to wear them, you can wear one. Yep, no doubt. You know what I mean? So No doubt. Okay, Dusty. Oh, yeah, we got to say thanks to Will. Will the Beast. Yes. We had a good time on his podcast. That was fun. We sure did. He uh, he had some good questions. And uh, um, I watched a little bit of the episode. I got to finish it today. I'm about halfway through. I just wanted to see how it turned out. I didn't know if oh. they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna like edit it up or not. It's like it's, it's pretty much just exactly what we did. I never. You see, you're so much more like mature than me. I don't ever look, and I don't look back. You know. Um, but I thought it was great. You know, it was. I, I actually reached out to a couple guys and said, "Hey, you got to do his show," um, because he has a plan. Like he put it together. He gave me plenty of shit, which I love. Like, I, I like that he, at his age, immediately was like, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, that a kid. Like, that. That's it's like the thing. I mean, you know that. If you're my friend and you're not giving me shit or vice versa, we're not friends. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. If I'm always nice to you, we are not friends. Right, right. right. We're associates. <laughs> no, yeah, he was good. And um, he had some great questions. And uh, I uh, in, in enjoyed his set too, like with all the comic book shit and stuff. It was cool. I like what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, we need to. I gotta step it up. I got just the pictures that are actually on my wall. That's I know. It's a real fucking problem. I need I to know. See. You should see what I do to this room to get these this Jay Cutler picture over the yeah, show. Yeah, like it's actually there all the time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could I please put a picture up? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I think. Uh, you know, he did. He did a good job. And you know what sucked, though? Um, so he is so ahead of his time and his age. And, like, even when he – we asked the question, how did he get this role? And he was like – he basically did what I did to get Dante to work with me. He just kept emailing and asking and asking and asking. And then finally, Fuad, I think, was the first one. I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is so, like, an adult hustler move. And then to hear that – you know, that not too long ago he was eating lunch alone at school. I'm like, you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it shocked me, but it also like it really reminded me. And I hope some of the parents watching the show, like remind their kids not to be fucking dicks. Yeah, because that yeah. that stuns me. And if I had a kid and I found out they were pulling that shit with someone else, I would whip their ass like what is wrong with you? That's why when, when we were talking, I don't know if you remember, I told him, I was like, high school is not going to matter in a few years. Oh, yeah. Remember? Because I was like, that's just so important for people to remember. Like, you know, I know lots of awesome people and they're like, yeah, high school sucked for me. I, I was like, it was like a nightmare. I'm like, wow. Yeah, you're all you. Up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It just seems like it's just there's just so much lottery involved with how your high school experience turns out. It's fucking miserable for some, you know? Yeah, I don't, so. I don't know. It's just odd to me because life is hard enough. Mm -hmm. Like, could you imagine just like if even as an adult, if people were just constantly fucking with you, it's like, why? And, and <laughs> like, then add in the uh, add in like hormones. Oh, yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah, just a train wreck. But but I did laugh because I'm thinking to myself, well, kid, just give it about another year because he's just about that age where all the kids in his class are going to start working out. Yep. 
And I'm going to have to tell him to uh, make sure he puts a lock on his phone because if he ever loses it, there's a lot of valuable phone numbers in that thing now. <laughs> like, right. why does it say Flex Lewis? I wonder if I push this, what happens? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it's cool what he's doing, and I was happy to go on. So I, I wish Will luck, and, uh, you know, um, I'm going to check in with him definitely, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep it rolling. I told him I wanted to come back one day, and he was like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't that good. <laughs> he said, well, if, if someone cancels, I'll give you a call. Yeah, exactly. If we're in a very last-minute bin, what, what am I like on Letterman, right? I'm, right, I'm down the hallway. So yeah, you're just down the hall, yeah. <laughs> just grab he knows me, you're at home like, doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. I know you got like, a dick going on, and I need you for like 20 minutes, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You want to fire uh, a question <laughs> off? Absolutely. you got quite a few. I do. Well, I have a lot of questions myself, but I can't answer them. So we'll get to the ones that you guys asked. <laughs> Let's see here. I have a lot. Okay, here we go. Boom. Sorry, I had like so many different things going on that I had a lot of different options. I'm scrolling. Look at this. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> hmm. It's a good one. Uh, and I know this is a loose question, but of I like them, <clears throat> I. Anyways, <laughs> I like experience. Loose is a little far. Um, who is the best? <laughs> Who's the best coach for a beginner bodybuilder who, that wants to improve as fast as he can? You know what? I think the best thing for a beginner bodybuilder who wants to improve as fast as he can would be someone that's willing to train with them. I like it. Someone that's willing to train with them and stuff some food down his throat after working out. You know, like mm -hmm. he needs a, a, a beginner who wants to get big, needs a friend who knows what he's doing more than he needs. Chris Aceto. Chris Aceto. Yeah. You know what I mean? He needs a, a like a, a guy who's, you know, four or five years old or who's you know, pretty experienced and, you know, he's had some help and he's willing to train with that guy, you know, and like, I think that's the best scenario. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a scenario that I, that I think probably yields the most gains for like someone who's a novice or beginner getting in there and wanting to get going because it's, it's all about training, man. It's and, and eating, just training and eating. Like, you know, we know beginner stuff. Yep. It's not about grams of rice. No. And and uh it's not about meal timing. And <laughs> it's not <laughs> sorry, about sorry, I didn't mean to roll my eyes, but it's yes. not <laughs> about it's not about your supplement stack, your AM PM vitamin list, and it's not about the trainer recommending an intra workout for you of their particular, you know, favorite formula. It's just not about any of that stuff when you're a beginner. And when I say beginner, I'm kind of thinking of like me in high school. No, yeah, I agree. I think you know, it, you know what's funny is what you're hammering on is someone that can teach you the basics. Like when I think back, like, and I was fortunate, but, um, when I first got into training to bodybuild, um, there was a guy who I actually, it's, it's kind of funny, but his name is Robert Farrow. And, uh, he was a big bodybuilder here in Arizona. And I used to go to the gym and just watch what he did on a Monday. And I would do that on Tuesday. Right. Like, and then finally, like, when you're in the gym jamming hard enough for long enough, and, and I had 
I've always been an athlete, so I didn't need someone to teach me how to squat. I watched you squat, and then I knew how. Mm-hmm. I watched you deadlift, and I knew how. I didn't need someone to like give me cues. I was kind of like, okay, that's how you do it, and then boom, it clicked. Um, but I did finally, once I'd been around it long enough and hustling, and he gave me a couple like nods, and <clears throat> you know, realized I was there. I uh, I just went up to him one day and I said, hey, is there any way you could help me, uh, like if I, if I needed a diet? And he was like, uh, sure, grab me a piece of paper, like right now. <laughs> like, so I ran up to the front office, I grabbed him a piece of paper and he wrote down six meals. And I remember one of them was like, you know, go to Jack in a Box or a place like it, get two chicken fajita pitas with double chicken, have whatever sauce you like and a slice of cheesecake. Like, so I had this diet on a piece of paper and I kept it in my car and I followed it every day. I started gaining. And I was like, oh, and so I, I see him and I'm like, yeah, he goes, yeah, it's calories, it's calories. So of course, the only problem was he's talking to a moron. So I was like, oh, calories. Well, then I'll have three of those and I'll have two cheesecakes. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, so I kept up in the ante. But what was funny is even in hindsight, when I joke about how I got fat, I got big. Yeah. And I yeah. got strong. And the only, if we're going to even call it a mistake, was I just doubled down on what he taught me, which was like, oh, well, then if, one is good, two is better. Right. But that was the the diet the whole time. And it was so simple. And that he literally gave me that was the key to bodybuilding for me. Was that piece of paper and following him around the gym. No one said, Oh, but the key is you need this supplement. Like I trained for years with nothing, just food. Because yeah. I was I was broke. I didn't have any money anyways. I I, I trained for years with nothing but protein powder. Yep. Like yeah, so decade. Yeah, you're doing that and it's funny. And then, you know, it was kind of great because he was a great bodybuilder. And then as I evolved, eventually uh, I coached him for his best national showing ever. So it was kind of one of the, the cross the, the bridge thing down the line, you know, full That's circle. But, but it's funny because he still will tease me because he remember I started getting fat. Like he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's taking it too far. But you nailed it. It's, it's, it's the simple stuff. It was the same when I got better and older. Uh, that's how I met um, <clears throat> Chris Cormier. Uh, I was in the gym just blasting at Gold's Venice one time. And he told me, he goes, he looked over and he was like, who the fuck is that? Like, because those people, they go into Venice Gold's for the first time and they're they're looking around and like, I was just trying to kill myself. Oh, yeah. Really cool gym. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and he yeah. actually walked over and he was like, hey, who are you? <laughs> like, And I wasn't obviously anything to look at yet, but he just was like, oh, fuck. Like someone who wants to train, you know, and uh, I ended up hiring him later as well. So I do love this industry. It's all small circle, you know, full circle stuff happens pretty regularly in, yeah, in this yeah. game. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I like this. I'm in p- complete control of the questions. You got like five. Ooh, I guess this is one for me. Who am I? I'm, so I'm going to the dragons layer this weekend. Um, oh yes, I saw for the grand opening. So what's yes. funny is, I saw the grand opening was coming. Dom, who does my uh, some of my tissue stuff, uh, is going to be their main guy. As you know, we talked with him last week. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's this date. And I was like, oh, that'd be fun to go to. And I have Todd, my video guy, coming in this week. So he suggested, he's like, you want to buzz over to Vegas and hit that? And I'm like, oh, sure. So uh, <clears throat> Justin Dees posted because he's the GM of the gym. And I just... I just uh, commented. I was like, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna, I'm gonna come. I'll see you there." Not thinking anything of it, I was just gonna like walk in, you know. 
And then next thing you know, Flex is reaching out to me. He's like, I need a picture. We're going to post that you're coming. I was like, oh, I didn't oh, mean to no. make it official, but cool. No, I have to come. <laughs> but it was funny because my I didn't know what it was. I just wanted to go. I mean, I think that's what people forget is this is still bodybuilding. I'm like, oh, fuck, a badass gym. A friend of mine's opening. I want to support. So I was more planning on just rolling up. That's and, cool. And training. But uh, who do I look most forward to training with? I am really excited to train with Tommy, my training partner, because I'm bringing him. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's funny. Like, we've been doing this for so long. I mean, Jose will be there. I'm sure I'll train with him as well. But, I mean, it's it, those things, as you know, Ron, if everybody who's going to end up training, we just kind of all train. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel like you're training with 20 people, even if you're not doing the same shit. You right. know, we've had enough of those where like you'll do a speaking arrangement and then there's, you know, 20 guys there. It's fun. And and if anything, the real fun is the is the fans that you don't even know that are hardcore and you get to kind of get in their ear a little bit, push them through some sets. So uh, the, the thing I can guarantee you guys is, is we're going to film it all. So there'll be some good footage of it all coming up with me and a bunch of real bodybuilders. So that'll be fun. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to the uh, all the evidence hitting Instagram. Well, it's edited. <laughs> <laughs> we edit this shit. <clears throat> yes. Um, bum, bum, bum. Nope. Nope. Oh, you you have to do this one. Okay. And then I'll do because, one. Because I hate it. How do you reset androgen receptors for the next cycle? I don't really believe in that stuff. <laughs> and it never really crossed my mind. And I never really gave it a second of thought. You just answered. Uh, the reason I, I said it like that um, <laughs> and laughed, everybody, is because that is the answer you are going to get from every pro that I know and even some of the best in the world. Um, the amount of mental masturbation in the sport right now and in the world, I think, is the amount of information that's at our fingertips is painful. The, the, I mean, you know this, Ron. Like, it's like growth hormone. I always laugh when people go five days on and two days off. I'm like, why? Well, because you, why? Show me where this has been proven. Right. See, I'll tell you where it was proven. A guy who couldn't afford seven days a week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly where it comes from. It comes from the old days where kits were like fucking 1500 bucks each. And You'd get two kits and they'd be like 128 IU each. And that's all you had for the whole prep. And the whole old school thinking was growth hormone is way better if you take a little bit for a long period of time than yep. if you take a lot for a short period of time. So guys would be like, well, fuck, maybe if I just take three IUs of like real pharma growth on days I train. And then, of course, anytime you think of something like that, you can also think of a reason why it might be a good idea. Right. So then they're like, well, technically growth hormone raises insulin resistance to some degree in some individuals over some length of time. <laughs> All some, maybe if possibly. <laughs> so maybe the two days off the GH would be help downplay that. Yep. So, but it all starts with only being able to afford two kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can always justify something with a reason, you know, like, 
there's always a positive to doing something a certain way. There might be 10 negatives. Right. There's always one positive. So it's just the re, just the ability to find the positives in the negative that you can only afford two kits of growth back then. That's all. Well, I think a lot of it, it's funny because Tommy and I laugh. There's a couple um, there's a couple trainers in, in the, at uh, Muscle Factory. Good kids. Um, they know just enough to be dangerous. Right. Um, <clears throat> but they speak as a matter of fact and with confidence. Yeah. And I laugh because I'm like, ooh, if I didn't know better, I'd believe that. But that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. <laughs> like, I'll overhear things. But that's how these things all come into place, too. Like, well, are you, rest- are you resetting your androgen receptors? I'm like, you just unplug it from the wall and then replug it in? I mean, is it like a computer? Yeah. <laughs> all, all I can say to, <clears throat> to talk about, you know, actual sensitivity of androgen receptors, I mean, I do believe there is... Uh, period like I mean I know what it's like to come totally off and then go back on again yeah so I do believe there is a point where your body's not as sensitive and things you can get things to be a little bit more sensitive but I don't I never had a strategy for it I just something I would notice when I'd come off or go down to cruise and then go back on or something like that you know you it's it. That's all it is, and and a lot of it is. Uh, I've read about androgen receptors in the brain being part of it. So that's actually something more. Obviously, you feel that more than androgen receptors in your bicep. Right. Androgen receptors in your brain are what you know make you like notice that all of a sudden every girl is looking pretty good. And <laughs> it was a six a week ago. Damn, she's hot now. Yeah, when I was <laughs> off test, I didn't even notice that girl was at the gym, and now all of a sudden she's here. Oh yeah, that's me. That's the red pants her. again, huh? Right. So. You know, there's everyone knows what it's like to like suddenly go back on or whatever, you know, because guys go through that stuff. But I mean, there was never any strategy or thinking I could control it or thinking there was, oh, if I eat a little bit more of this berry, (laughs) I'll get a little bit more of this micronutrient that'll enhance my androgen receptivity. Like I just never, ever thought of any of that stuff. Yeah, I think some of that comes back to from right now with trainers and people trying to make money if you can make it sound like you know how to do those things it sounds like a great thing right right it's the secret you know go ahead you got one going on guys thanks for watching another podcast here at think big bodybuilding media and thank you to our great sponsor truenutrition.com for making this all possible truenutrition.com is owned by dante trudel the creator of dc training he wanted to create a supplement company that offered high quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price high quality protein powders just about every type you could think of huge variety of flavors plus health and performance supplements check them out truenutrition.com and hey if you use our code advices you directly support our podcasting thanks guys let's get back to the program um yeah so uh one of the questions i got handed it was off totally off training topic do you believe in ghosts or have you ever had an experience that you might describe as supernatural well i absolutely believe in ghosts okay i absolutely believe in supernatural um, I haven't personally had like some like, ooh moment. Um, but I've definitely seen enough evidence and I actually know a few people that are not Looney Tunes who have shared stories with me where you're like, oh shit. Um, you know, and, and I don't know, 
when I think of ghosts, I don't think of like Ghostbusters and the halfway visible thing. You know what I mean? Um, I think of energy, like something in the room. You know what I mean? Um, and I know I'm going to set the religious people off, but that is something that I, that I kind of see more than like, Oh, I saw a cat that wasn't there. Right. You know, what about you? So I'm, I'm a pretty evidence based, scientifically minded skeptic. Right. You know, I don't believe in God. I don't believe there's any evidence whatsoever to support any claim whatsoever about the existence of any kind of deity whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I just, it just means absolutely nothing to me. I, I, I'm very scientifically minded. I, I'm, you know, the type of person that thinks the human mind is capable of, uh, creating and experiencing a whole lot of things that aren't actually happening. Right. And, um, you know, we obviously see this on another level when we introduce many different types of compounds, you know, <laughs> I mean, if one thing's for sure, you can, if you take a hundred micrograms of LSD, you will be having an interesting afternoon. There is no denying that. So there's, there's some stuff that happens on the brain that, and I think that that's why it goes back to my argument against religion is that every single religion experiences all the same stuff when it comes to, you know, feeling God and all that. That's why I don't believe in God because it's even atheists have these crazy spiritual experiences. So I'm going to mention two things. One is I I've mentioned it before, but it was a concert I went to. I went to a tool concert in 2006 and it was like the most insane experience I've ever had where you, where I could see a religious person attaching the label spiritual to it. But I'm not a religious person. So I just thought it was an amazing display of feeling connected in an energy sense to thousands of people who were all connected to this music. And it was just this crazy experience. And I talked to a bunch of people that were at that concert. And there were people like bawling their eyes out after the show. They're like, that was like, I don't know what happened to me there. And I was like, yeah, that was crazy concert. Like it was it was hard to explain, and, and 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 but that's but I don't believe it's supernatural. I believe it's happening on the level of the brain, and it's a, um, a lot of people that are just experiencing the same chemical. Like, you know, I might have smoked some weed, I might have popped a mushroom cap. I don't know what was going on in my brain, but a lot of other people having the same thing going on. It was very very fascinating. Why, why do you think? Um, and I know you probably won't be able to answer this very easily, but. What do you think made that happen there to so many people? I'm always curious because I, I feel the same way in a lot of stuff. Um, so it's yeah, fascinating just, to me when a hundred thousand people are in a moment and I, I think a it, bunch of people felt that thing. It's like yeah. how did that happen? So well, twofold. <laughs> Sorry, this is off the topic of ghosts. This is just supernatural, but I'll go back to ghosts. Um, I, I think first of all, it's tool fans. They're a special breed. Right. So, you know, you're not gonna have this this emotional uh, sort of transcendent thing going on at a Nickelback concert. Mm -hmm. You might have some screaming girls throwing panties, but you don't Um, have this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? But like some of the stuff I saw at that concert and and it was just crazy. It was like the craziest show I ever been to for anything that was sort of like, like odd like that. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it's, first of all, starts with tool fans. Secondly, tool fans like to, experiment with their consciousness so you know again 
it's not a beer drinking crowd. Right. It's a fucking, I took a quarter trip of LSD and I'm at the show now type of crowd or, Hey, I ate some mushrooms or I'm high as fuck. Or that's the type of crowd that goes to a tool concert. Right. Um, so there's that, there's a whole bunch of other elements like that that have to do with the music and the band. And then the music is like, they're not three minute pop songs. They're like these building. It's this, it's the, the, the music itself is part of that whole build, 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 create this massive thing inside your brain. Uh, mm-hmm. type of music you know so they've got 13 minute songs and stuff right like you're not listening to a fucking you right know, you're not at a timberlake concert and um so it all that kind of came together and then the fact that they only fucking you know at that point they hadn't toured for like seven years so it was like everyone was starving for a show so right. whatever so it was just it was just a neat night but that was like that was a, a kind of the closest thing i've had to like this sort of spiritual experience or transcendent thing going on where there was other people involved and we all kind of felt the same thing. And that's just why I don't believe in religion, because there was no shared religion there. Right. It was all, chem, you know, chemicals on the brain, you know, the sounds, the environment. It was, you know, it was very interesting. Uh, but back to ghosts, I, I don't think I don't believe in ghosts, but I always laugh because there was this one house I lived in. <laughs> because there was a ghost in the house I lived in. <laughs> So I lived in this. Yeah. Like I never, ever talk about this. Cause I don't, I don't know proof. Right. I'm like, Oh, whatever. And I'm a skeptic. So I'd be skeptical right up until the last minute. Right. Um, but I lived in this house in Australia. It was on beach road in fucking broad beach. So it was right on the beach. So like we'd go out the back door and we're right on the sand. It was this giant beach house. It had like seven bedrooms and there's a whole bunch of people living in it. You just rented a room and that sounds terrible. Sounds like you had a horrible time in your life. It was a blast, you know, <laughs> and uh, giant shared kitchen. But most of my roommates weren't home that much because they all like worked at the bar and surfed. Right. So like I'd come home, I'd get up and they'd all be gone surfing and I'd make my breakfast. I'd go to the gym, come home from the gym. They'd be watching TV and smoking weed and then they'd like go surfing again. Like they weren't they were just easy. Right. And uh, had a good time. But. I remember they used to say, oh, yeah, this, ha- this house is haunted. Like everyone who lived there would say it was a haunted house. Like, oh, everyone knows this is a haunted house. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I remember I lived there twice for like three months each. Two right. little stints I lived in that house. And there'd be some times when I was like, this house is f- a little fucking weird. Like there was a, just a couple things that happened where I'm like, did that? Did I remember that correctly? You know, you doubt yourself. Right. Like I remember just like closing doors and then coming back and they were open and i'm like i think i closed that door and i'm like right. like i'm not a i'm not a like an idiot yeah and then i remember like coming into the kitchen one day and like drawers a bunch of drawers were open and i was like i was just in here and i'm the only one home this is making any fucking sense so it's just these like but I never, ever allowed it to make me think there was actually a ghost. I always thought, ah, one of my roommates must have come in and opened a bunch of drawers and left. And I, I never, <laughs> just, just I, to fuck with you. <laughs> just to fuck, like, I don't know. I don't know. But there was like a whole bunch of stuff, times in that house where I was like, I'm the only one home. I love though that you are such a perfect skeptic because you have soft evidence that something is up. But just like, I guess it's like the reverse of religion. You can convince yourself that no, yeah. someone walked into the house randomly looking for the forks, which they know where they are, but opened 72 other drawers and then walked out. And well, there was one time I remember I was sitting at home, I was watching TV, eating or something. And I heard someone like walking around upstairs and I'm like, 
I think I'm the only one home. Right. So I went upstairs and I looked and there's no one upstairs. And I come back downstairs. I'm like, is it possible that there's like an animal on the roof? Going through the roof, through the ground. (laughs) And I'm hearing that. Like, and I was just like, it was just a bunch of funny things that happened at that house. But I never, ever walked around and said I lived in a haunted house. But all my roommates did. (laughs) I fucking love it because you did. You lived in a haunted house. It's time to accept (laughs) that fact. And apparently they were your friends and it pissed them off that you didn't believe in them. Well, the house was built in 1920. So it was like super old, right? So there was like, it kind of had this feel to it. Why didn't you want to, ah, see, this is where, this is where you and I, we, we, we have subtle differences, you and I, and I'm not going to say, I'd be like, oh my God, there's a ghost, but I would definitely be like, let's research who built this house and who died in this house. Right. How many families have lived here before? What happened in this house to make it this way? Oh, a mass suicide. Interesting. Yeah, there it is. That, that I'd be like, then at least when I heard something upset, I'd be like, Chuck, keep it down, dude. You're yeah, you never know. Heavy today. I, if it would have been now, I could have done some googling, right? Exactly. Could have just typed the address in. All these newspaper clippings from the '40s come up. <laughs> you look it over. You're like, ah, oh, that is Chuck. I fucking knew it. Like that yeah. dude. That's a size 13 shoe, just like they said. It's loud. Hey. Ignorance is bliss. I'm glad oh, I didn't know. God. Yeah, but now I want to. Now I need the address for that house. But uh, <laughs> I also wanted to state that, you know, we are screwed on the comment section so far on this show. We've oh, take- religion, we <laughs> brought up not wearing masks. Yeah, we're just uh, lunatics. I want you guys to enjoy our last episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube is actually not going to let us release this. Is this too late to say I didn't mean to offend anyone? No. <laughs> well, remember at the oh. end, you just say you just say in a nice way. I was just talking about me. That's just me. I can't help who I am. That's like, that was my high school thing. I used to teach my friends. Like, I'd be like, go fuck yourself in a nice way. In a nice way. <laughs> like, doesn't so, that take some of it back? No. <laughs> so how about your favorite ghost movie? What ghost movies do you like? What's what's a good, let's, what are some good ghost movies? My favorite ghost movie is The Sixth Sense. That's a great one. Because... Listen, you know every movie where there's something coming, you always know because I have that brain. I just know. I always, I'm like, oh, they're about to, do, and then boom, and I'm right, and we move on. That movie, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then you replay it in your brain, and then they show you, and you're like, oh shit, because <laughs> yeah. you miss all of it. The whole. I don't know a single person that ever told me, oh, I knew. Yeah, that was a thing. Is like. The Sixth Sense, they did a great job at, you're right about them, like people saying, oh, I picked it up right away. No, no one did with that movie. But then everyone afterwards was like, how did I not? Yeah. Because they, that was the they fine line that they you, you're like, they gave it to you the whole way. Yeah. They gave like you that opening scene when more talking, than enough. That opening scene when you first meet the boy, he's talking to the boy, and things are happening around. But in your brain, you're like, oh, they're just letting them have their conversation. People are walking by. <laughs> like, and yeah, like you said, once it's done, you're like, so they told me five minutes into the movie that this guy was not there. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole thing with his wife. Yeah. Eating dinner, not talking, and all those weird shit. Like, and then afterwards, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. You know, uh, another one that was great that was kind of like that where you, you, you got flipped was do you remember the others? With Nicole Kidman? 
Oh, there it is. Yes. Okay. I was like, yes, but no. Yes. Where they're living in that house. <laughs> and the whole time you think they're living in a haunted house. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was <laughs> a, a fucking good. I liked that movie a lot. I, I watched that movie twice and it got pretty good reviews, but I just, I thought it was really well done. I, I almost feel like that movie had it been, you ever see a movie like after the fact, like if they made that now, it would have done better. Yeah. I know what you mean. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I really think, too, that one is one of those examples that's great, too, is we have a, a following that 90% of people have no idea what that movie is. So go watch it. Yeah, go watch the others. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. That's an no, old one, too. I liked it. And uh, and then, of course, you know, you can't forget the cultural, cultural impact that Ghost had on my generation with Demi Moore and Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Patrick yep. <laughs> and who can forget the, the, the clay sculpting scene? Yes. Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Oh, what a, fun, what, a great, what a great movie. That was so funny. What year would that have been? Like 93 or something? 92? Jesus. I was really young. I was yeah. really young. So it had to be early. Like I would guess even 91. I mean, because I was Maybe. that would be 10. Yeah, yeah. might have been might have been ninety. Fuck, long time ago. You know what's so great about uh, a show like this is I can just look. <laughs> just look. <laughs> when? When was Ghost? When was Ghost? Here we go. Boom. Nineteen ninety, July thirteenth. Nailed it, buddy. Nineteen ninety. So I was nine. Wow. Yeah, that's a classic. The romantic thriller, just so you know. Oh, is that what they call it? Yes. <laughs> romantic and thriller. That's uh, that's tricky. I, I don't really see the thriller in it, but okay, yes. No, no. no, no. <laughs> what, what about what about your favorite horror movie? Like, do you have any like ghost horror movies? Like, do you remember like The Ring, and like yeah. all that shit? The Grudge. Remember they remade all those Korean movies? You know, it's crazy. So I never got into those because I more preferred the the thriller horror like saw right you were more like a actual killer type of violence thing yeah yeah you know? yeah. yeah that those were all i remember like when so a, this kind of reminds me of like the the hoe next door that you never knew so i have a, a really like religious god-fearing just the sweetest person friend and she's like you gotta go see saw so I was like, all right. It's all <laughs> so I go see this movie and like halfway through, I'm like, this crazy bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got done. I called her. I'm like, are you serious? Are you even allowed to watch this? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like she, uh, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I thought they were all good. But the first one was like, you know, it's, I think we've talked about this before. When I see a movie like that, I always think, so the guy who wrote this should be arrested for sure. Yeah, I wonder how like I don't like where their mind goes on their own. You know, I kind of hope that they're like on a bunch of shit, which is really possible. Um, I have a friend who used to uh, own a a business that made uh, video games. Right. And they used to do a challenge, uh, a drug test challenge where he would do a drug test and see who could check the most boxes that worked for him. <laughs> because they were all on something. <laughs> he used to look and he's like this makes sense. No wonder Charles is so good. That's funny. <laughs> want to climb kids. the ladder here. I want to make sure we just finish. This is our very last episode. Anyways, <laughs> going to work for me. You got to be able to handle your drugs. Yeah. Well, those guys, I mean, that's what they, they used to just plug in and that's what they would do. 
you come and go and you write code and you whatever the hell goes into those things. And, you know, he made a few hundred million, so that's cool. Um, <clears throat> not too shabby. Okay, let's get one here, Dusty. All right, let's see here. Um, <laughs> well, this is an easy one, and I think you'll have a million. Uh, funniest gym story. Oh, God. Funniest gym story. Yes. I don't know how many funny things have happened. I I mean I've 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 seen I saw a guy projectile vomit on the leg press in the middle of a set. Did he keep going? Um, no, he he racked it. He, he so I got to give the guy credit. I think he did a couple more reps, and nice. then he realized he realized that it was a little different than a bloody nose. It was like. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and it is like, time to stop the set. I'm yeah. impressed that he did a couple of reps. I'm pretty so sure why, he did another, I, think it, I think he might have done another rep. And then I think everyone around him was like, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Please like, stop. Please, yeah. please clean that up. I'm going to do it too. Um. Yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> disgusting. I remember the funniest, the, the one moment where like I personally lost control. So uh, here's a question before I set this up. <laughs> have you ever absolutely lost control of yourself laughing and not been able to stop laughing. Like you thought like, Oh my God, people are starting to stare at me. I can't stop laughing. This is becoming a scene. I can't breathe very well. I'm starting to get dizzy. I might have to sit down in the middle of this. I can't breathe. I'm making funny noises. My face is turning red. Have you ever had that moment? Not to that degree. But uh, definitely when I was a kid and I used to get drugged to church, I would find things funny I wasn't oh, supposed to okay, for extended okay. periods of time. Well, I, I have had a couple of laughing fits in my life, like uncontrollable, can't stop. Everyone around me is like, what's, what's wrong with them? And they're like, oh, he's having a laughing fit. And I'm just like losing it over something. So one time I arrived at the Arnold. I got off the plane, took the taxi, got to the hotel, walked into the hotel, and I run right into the gas crew. Right. Yeah, it's like at the time it was, you know, Greg and, you know, the whole gas better bodies crew back when that was, you know, the whole crew and um, a, a bunch of the guys were there and and they had just trained at elite. Right. So they'd gone out and done this crazy leg workout at elite and they'd used the big leg press at elite, the big um, elite FTS one. Right. Right. And uh, and they said, hey, check out our video. We went really hard. And they just stuck it in my face. And they had just finished editing it, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was a clip of two of them puking in the same garbage can. Like the one guy was puking in the garbage can. And the other guy couldn't wait. And he went in. And their puke was like merging. <laughs> and, and it was kind of splattering each other. Like they were, it was, and I just lost it. It was like the funniest, it was a long travel day of stress. You know, you're almost ready, like ready to snap. Yeah. And I just saw these guys. They're all great guys too. I know all of them, right? And they're puking together in the, and it was just Synchronized. so fucking hilarious to me. And I just lost it in the lobby of the hotel. I laughed for like five minutes. Everyone was like, is he going to be Okay. And I was like, <laughs> they get the point where they're like, it's not that funny. Yeah, it was is is pretty funny. But the sight of them, their puke merging, like, 
I'd never seen anything like it in, in any gym video or anything. It was just fucking killed me. See, and that's why I always tell video guys, don't ever turn the camera off. Don't ever turn the camera off. Cause like they got to play was the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah. Cause think about that. Like, like if they had been filming the first guy and they cut and then all of a sudden this dude charges over and this happens, you're like, okay, we missed that. I, we've all seen yeah. one guy puke. No one's seen two. Yeah. It was a good time. Oh, that's a good classic. Time. Yeah. I don't have any like specific stories, but I do find the gym in general to be highly entertaining um, the things that just, just that go on. And this is, this will show my age and, and how long I've been doing this, but I laugh at the difference of, um, what it used to be to be like hardcore and in the sport versus now. Um, like, so when I started and this isn't humor, but more like a change in why I laugh at, at our, at where things are, I guess, um, so when I started bodybuilding and I, and I first hired JJ Marsh, uh, he was like, oh, you should uh, buy some long sleeve shirts. And I was like, what? And he goes, you can't hide huge. If you have to wear a tank top, you're not big. Right, right. Like, that's just the rule. If you have to wear a tank top, people know you have muscle, you're not big. So I wore long sleeves until marketing became the thing. I would right. still train in long sleeve t-shirts if it wasn't for nobody wants to watch me train in long sleeve t-shirts. Right. Um, but now when you go to the gym, it's the opposite. Like we've got a crew that go, that come into, um, muscle factory now. And I, I understand I'm not mocking it. It's just a change in the generation. So it's funny to me to see like the gym shark get up and the girls in the perfect outfit. And they're just, I'm like, so was it, it's almost like when you see someone that puts more effort into editing their video for Instagram than the training itself. Right. I understand. So that's how I see it in the gym. And don't get me wrong, they're, they all look great and have great physiques and are, and are doing their thing. But I, those are the things that really make me laugh in the gym because I just remember, like, I kind of preferred when it was a dungeon thing. Well, I think – so here's my take on that. And I got to give them credit for multitasking because – when I used to, and this is no knock on it at all, they're, they're, it's just the way it is. When I used to go to the gym, I knew that the odds were 99.5% I wasn't going to run into anyone I wanted to fuck. <laughs> so even right? when we met, oh, never mind, go ahead. Like my first, my first 10 years in the gym was I'm going to a gym where there's a bunch of other like barbarians like me. Yep. And maybe some attractive women, but most of them are probably married up and not my age because I'm a little young for my level of seriousness at that point. Right. <laughs> so it just wasn't like you didn't like back in the 90s. You didn't I didn't go to the gym to pick up girls because there weren't really a lot of them at the gym. Right. Like, that's how it was back then. But now, like, that's the that's, you know, like no one saw me at the gym. There was no photos or video. Right. Like those were taken when you go out for dinner, you know. Right. But now it's like, you always got to be on. They're always on. Like, you're mm -hmm. always like, you know, it's a big Which advertisement. Is, I mean, you're advertising, you're a car salesman. Which is true, too, because I do, I do tell people that um, on the flip in the same conversation, like, if you're in, attempting to be an influencer or whatever, then you got to treat it like work. I mean, you wouldn't, it's like if I used to go, when I had hair, 
I used to get haircuts at a high-end place in Scottsdale, and the girl was always dressed classy but sexy. Yeah. Every single day. She would never show up in like sweats. She right. she would lose money. So it's very similar. But like you said, it's just it's different to see. Um, but the things that really I laugh at the most now is just the implementation of useless bullshit in a gym to look different. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll watch, like, like I've said this a million times. When I used to go to the gym and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, I would just look at the guy who was where I wanted to be and be like, what's he doing? And I see what people do in the gym who are trying to become big bodybuilders. And they're 10 feet away from me. And I just want to walk over and go, have you ever seen me do that? Ever? So here's a funny one. <laughs> I saw a guy the other day. He was uh, laying on the floor doing those, like, cable side laterals from yeah. the low pulley. He had, like, yeah. the double low pulley, and he was doing them. And I said, uh, oh, it's a terrible exercise. That's a terrible exercise. Right. And the person I was talking to goes, oh, I thought that was, like, a, a good angle. Like, they look good to me. And I go, yeah, but you don't have to lay on the floor to do that. Yeah. And he's laying on the floor and I'm a germphobe who thinks the floor is fucking disgusting. And I'm not laying on the floor to do side laterals. I can do side laterals in one, two, three different machines, three different cable varieties, dumbbells, fucking whatever I want. I don't have to lay on the dirty fucking floor to do side laterals. Right. So sometimes people think there's a, a reason. Oh, there must be a reason why you don't like those extra that exercise. I'm like, yeah, because he's laying on the fucking floor. <laughs> I don't want to get dirty. Yeah, because they're had their thing in the opposite. There's a reason it's good. Is oh he can't sway backwards or yeah. whatever. Well, you can do those on a bench. Yeah, yeah. There's a, you yeah, like I mean? you said, there's a million ways to execute the same. But yeah, and I think that that's the the never-ending search for something different. And and it's funny because I, I put it on here and Jason, my PT, who, you know, I mean, he fucking knows his shit like no one's business. I joked about the old sideways one arm hammer strength press. Because it's a fucking joke. They're like, I'm working the inner pack. I'm like, no, you're shortening your range of motion tremendously. Yeah, no. And then you've lightened the weight. And then, and it was funny because he commented on, because I mocked it on one of my, uh, my Q&As. And he goes, I, I get a good burn from that. I go, I don't doubt that. It's fucking useless though. Right. Burn doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Just like yeah. pain doesn't mean like, no. So it was just a funny thing because you see it all the time. And I always think to myself, I've never seen a dude, unless he's marketing on Instagram, with a giant chest doing that. Uh, and I saw um, a guy that I know doing crossovers the other day, but mm -hmm. his body was moving a lot, right? So when he'd go into the stretch, he'd dip down and get a good stretch. And then when he'd contract, he'd stand up. Right. And I went over to him and I put my hand in the middle of his back. I was like, don't move. Yeah, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> and he did like, a bunch of reps. And I'm like, you're shooting a a gun in a canoe. <laughs> right? Like you're firing the gun, but the bullet is losing a bunch of power because the canoe goes back. Right. There's only so much energy involved in this in this process, and you want all of it to go that way into your pecs. Right. And a whole bunch of it's going that way because your body moves. Right. And he was like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, that's why if you can't do crossovers properly, they're a shitty exercise because you need to be able to brace. Right. You have to be able to brace. That's what makes you be able to load. So exercises where you can brace, you can load more. Mm -hmm. That's why Meadows does the Bulgarians holding onto the, the frame because then your stability isn't an issue. So now you can load more. Yeah, exactly. Because you know that's what, what a lot I mean? of people lose on those is, yeah, they're, 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 they're trying balance to balance too the much. problem more than anything else. I'm going to take a, a leak, okay? Jesus, so okay. 
edit or don't edit, talk about me. I don't care. Scott could come on and make fun of make fun of me. I'll be uh, should for sure. Okay. Obviously, he's got prostate issues, something like that. You guys actually had some good ghost stories there. Oh, I'm not on the mic. You guys actually had some good ghost stories there. I was surprised by that. I was shocked that Ron went into not believing in God. I was like, let him go. <laughs> so, so far. I don't say that. I, I feel the same, but I don't say that. Yeah, we got the we covered all the bases today to make sure that we don't get any new subscribers, I think. Maybe we will lose a few after <laughs> this episode. Died, I was like, all right, so I've, I've mocked the masks, told people I do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Ron has now publicly said God is a joke. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I'm going to put in a request to our listeners, and uh, that is that they uh, message Flex Lewis, uh, as many of them as possible, to say, hey, come on Ron and Dusty's show. And then that way, when you get out there, he's going to be like, Dusty, I've had 30 people message me to come on your podcast I got to do this. Plus, I figure he wants to promote his gym. So we should, uh, I would love to see him on the show. So we should get it. I'll, I'll ask him anyways, because I know he doesn't like to do them, but uh, yeah. he does. He does. Oh, I've, it's so funny. I had a friend actually DM me when I put up the post. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm like, for what? Well, Flex is Jim. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Congratulations. He's a friend of mine. I'm just fucking showing up. I'm not getting paid. That you're invited? <laughs> yeah. I was like. Uh, all right yeah like it's just funny because if it's associated with flex then it's congratulations no matter what yeah yeah i'm like that's funny so (laughs) how about congratulate flex that dusty's coming out he got my ass for free (laughs) he's welcome (laughs) i'm dragging charity shit's getting fucking very good for him all of a sudden (laughs) i'm out as if he needs more help you ready to roll i am ready to roll Okay. Was that my question or yours? What were we I talking about? I don't know about? what we were talking about. Did we we go so far from the question that sometimes are we talking about ghosts? We're done, and I'm like, oh, we didn't ever actually answer that. That's <laughs> we're done with ghosts, though, right? I think so. It was a great movie. Um, <laughs> ah, this is this is a good one. Oh, that was the funniest gym story that we also really didn't answer because they weren't oh, very funny. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we tried, um, but we suck. Uh, pa 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 pa. If a follower saw you at the gym, would you say what's up or strictly business while you train? Oh, of course not. I'd say what's up. I mean, the whole time I was super hardcore and ultra serious, I was still nice to people. Like, I think like the shortest I ever was with someone was like, hey, man, I'm just about to do a set. Can I catch you after I train? Right. Like literally putting straps on and someone doesn't realize, you know. And you're just like literally staring at a squat bar and you're like getting zoned. And then you're like, hey, man, can I do, I got to just do that. Like, and to be honest, most people have always left me alone in the gym pretty, mm-hmm. pretty much. And also, um, I've I've never had like a, I've never had a bad incident where someone was like, hey, can I get a picture? And I said no to them or anything like that. And everyone's been really cool. And most little banters only take 15 seconds. Yeah. And most people time them really well, and I don't really have any bad stories. No, I don't either. Actually, the only bad story I have is I would, I hope, 
like it sounds like such a weird thing to say, but like I would hope people know to walk over if they want to. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Do especially now, over, like like walk over, <laughs> do your thing. You know what's funny is people will ask me for a picture, and I literally every time I'm like, do me a favor, tag me in that because I want to use it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that, that I want to share it or whatever it is because they created some some content for me. Um, I love I love hearing. Well, I still find it funny, and I. I forget that people I actually know ever watch this show. Like I, I see the numbers and I talk to Scott sometimes about the downloads and I know that, you know, we're getting about this many people watching and all that stuff, but I never think of that as like actual people. Right. So when someone I know is like, Oh, I watch your show. I always just laugh. I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Whole sorry God about thing. that. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry about the whole God thing. <laughs> sorry. I'm going to hell. Yeah. So, but seriously, like, I do like, like, I'm glad the question was asked because everyone I know who is in the, in the sport feels the same way. As long as you time it right, you're good to go. I've had a couple guys actually really cool, like when you're in the middle of something like, I don't know, heavy squatting or, or whatever, even though you're resting, they will literally walk and be like, hey, bro, not now, but if before you leave, can you come, you know, can you make sure I get a picture? I'm like, sure. And sometimes in that moment, Yes, you're right. We're going to do that later. And sometimes I'm like, let's do it now. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it just depends on what the moment is. But it's always cool when they do it that way. But I do feel shitty. So I've had a couple people message me after. Oh, I saw you today at the gym, but I didn't want to bother you. And I'm like, fuck. You're not, you're not bothering me. You're supporting my career. Like, Jesus, right. you're please. You're letting me know that someone actually yeah. listens to my show. Because, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, imagine if no one came that. up to us, if no one ever told us they listened to the show, would we still be doing the show? I don't know. <laughs> well, remember in the beginning when we first started, like we were both shocked at like you'd bump into someone at the store. They're like, man, I love the show. We're like three episodes deep. And I'm like, oh, thank God. People are watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People from the gym really helped me out. I was like, oh, I guess people want to listen to this. OK, let's keep doing it, you know, because you're right. It does make it more real <laughs> when it's a person versus a, a click on Inst- on uh, on yeah. uh, YouTube where it says someone watched it. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. you know, George watches it. Cool, you know. So that that's definitely a thing. But yeah, no, I think always walk up, and I don't I don't mind answering questions and stuff too if it's the right time. I've stayed after for ten minutes talking to people before. Right. True. Okay. Is it my turn? Yeah, it's been your turn like the whole time. You've done one. You suck. You weren't prepared. So. We started watching Yellowstone. That a boy. That a boy. What we're do you think? Almost, we're almost done season one. You guys got to it. Because those yeah. are long episodes. Were you shocked at how long the episodes are? Well, the first one was like almost two hours because it's like the pilot. Yeah. And then there's been a couple. They're not all the same length. That's a funny thing. It's yeah. Like, like an hour and a half sometimes. You're like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> but uh, so it's really good. It's a lot of fun. And you, people are right. It is Sons of Anarchy on a Ranch. Yep. That's exactly what it is. So it made me think of this question. Oh, we got your own question. Here we go. And uh, it's specifically for you. Well, thank you. So how many seasons deep in Yellowstone are you? Because I assume it gets more twisted. I'm actually about the same as you because of my attention span. Okay. So like I cranked for a minute and then I fell off for a bit. This is very normal for me. So would you, here it is. Would you rather be... A cowboy on Yellowstone or a biker on Sons of Anarchy? Ooh. And I'm talking in real life to live like lifestyle. One of those bikers or one of those cowboys? 
Oh, man, this is uh, okay. So my answer is take actually, into consideration how far you are from the city, everything. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I would I would definitely be the biker. Okay. In in Suns. And the reason is because their business, their work is my kind of work. I don't forget that those cowboys are actually also running these giant ranches while doing all these things. I mean, to give you an idea, man, I, I sent five pit people a picture of my truck the other day because I had an item in the bed and I was like, man, shit. And it was, you know, an inversion table. It was not man shit. I just was using the bed of the truck and I was excited. I was like, this is what men do. We use the bed of the truck. Right. I do not want to do any fucking work on a ranch. I don't want to live in the middle of fucking nowhere. I talk about it all the time because I think it's beautiful. Like I see where, and I'm like, God, it would be so cool to be there. And then like an hour and a half, I'd be bored. Because, you know, when I tell somebody I'm going to go to Cheesecake Factory, I debate if I should drive or walk because it's across the street. Right, right. I live in the epicenter of Scottsdale. So, you know, I would be the biker for sure. Plus, the one thing I like about that, like Sons of Anarchy, is it's a fucking business. Like, sure, it's drug muling, but it's a business. (laughs) And I dig it. It's protection. I dig it. It's It's strippers and porn. I could run that business. These are all things I'm interested in. Right, right. Like, I put up a post this morning. You're creating a solution to a problem. Right. That is business. Okay. Yes, okay. For sure. Okay. And how about you, though? Well, I mean, I'm assuming the cowboy lifestyle gets a little more violent as we go, and a little bit more of them die, and a little bit more stuff happens. So I was thinking, well, you know, you know, knowing the death rate of Sons of Anarchy by the end of the show. You wanted to be um, alive? <laughs> I'm wondering, yeah, like how many cowboys from season one are still around in season three, right? It's a, it's going to be one of the factors that we always right. in. How likely am I to get popped in the back of the head by one of my buddies? Um, you know, so there's a little bit of that. Um, but uh, I can't, I can't... Uh, I can't get away from, uh, you know, the being able to hop in my pickup and just drive to the store or go to the gym or whatever I want to do. And uh, out in Montana, living in uh, living in the uh, cowboy quarters with all the other dudes, I don't know how, lo- how long I'd be able to last. I do. Li- you know, what's funny, though, the one thing that I like and it it's scary to me because it mirrors the U.S. government is on the outside. It all looks so clean. You're just a ranch owner. Right, I'm a cattleman. Your thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know, with the governor, and and that is how I think it's one thing. It's funny is that's real life. Is like you don't make it, and I, I hate to say this because I don't want someone to read this wrong, but when someone's at the very, very top of whatever, they've stepped on some throats. Yeah, they, th- th- there's people that are not their friend. You know what I mean? So I find that to be a little bit alluring because, like, I laugh when people are talking about, like, gangsters and shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, so you're talking about, like, Hillary Clinton, like a gangster. Got it. Because she's as gangster as it comes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, people die and we all know how it happened. And she just smiles. Yeah. Yeah. People, like, there's still a, a disconnect where the people who think, like, the suits, you know, the governor. They yeah, think they're, they're, they're not. They think they're not shaking hands with a guy who does a lot of dirty work. You know, yeah. they have yeah, one sure. on their staff. You know, I, I had a I had a friend that was uh, a DEA guy, 
need someone mm-hmm. roughed up, need someone to understand the consequences of their decisions. Yeah. They got someone for that. He'll come and explain things to you. Yeah, very you politely. Better, yeah, very politely. <laughs> we need you to vote. We need you to vote a certain way on this yeah. coming up thing. Yeah, you know? we're not asking you really. We need your endorsement, and we need all of your workers' endorsement too. And yeah, if it doesn't happen, know. yeah, your factory <laughs> might burn to the fucking ground tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's so true though, because people don't see that. Whereas yeah. in the bikers, it's like, ah, oh, it's a bad dude. Right. Right. You know, but I think, you know, what's funny is in the real <laughs> world, too, some of that's twisting. Do you remember back in the day, like when we were younger, people with tattoos were like rebels. <laughs> they were bad news. Now my attorney has tattoos. Yeah. And he is a very well-spoken. You know what I mean? It's like it's not the same anymore. So now oh, my, my, it's my, all my cousin's undercover. husband, my cousin's husband just finished medical school and uh, he's a full fledged doctor now. And he is covered in tats and has a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. <clears throat> he's a yeah, badass. Yeah. yeah. He, but, but he's your doc checking on your kind Yeah, of doing the rounds. Sure he's good, you know? Tats poking out, you know? <laughs> but I love that, too, because it, it's even the playing field a bit. Because like you said, it's hard to imagine back in the day that, oh, yeah, the, the suit might be the most dangerous man in the room. Right. <laughs> the doctor is now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and That's he, and, and he also knows people that he grew up with. Yeah, don't forget that. <laughs> don't forget where people came from, right? Money's more dangerous than anything. People with a lot of money are the most dangerous people. Of course. <clears> you know? you, don't you know the golden rule, Ron? He who has the gold makes the rules. That's the one, baby. I remember the first time that was said to me, and I'm like, Oh, that's the real golden rule. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know what? With I, I got a kick out of how we both answered diabetes at the same time on Bill's show. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, he's probably thinking no one gets this right. And we both, bam, he's like, yes. <laughs> I don't know if he asked that question to other people or not. So I don't know if that was supposed to be easy or not, but it was hilarious to me. But it definitely was. Okay, I got a good one for you. Thoughts on porn and its effect on any past relationships you've had? Oh. Eh. I don't know. I think the new generation is going to be a lot more affected by porn than my generation was. How so? Um, well, we had access to I, we had access to hardcore porn when we were young. Like I remember my buddy had a satellite. Right. It's back in the 80s. Like the big ass satellite where you push the button and it would turn. <laughs> it had to had move to like a few minutes. And it would lock onto another satellite and you'd have another fucking 500 channels and you could like watch cartoons and oh, fucking, we get WrestleMania 6 without paying for it. You know, right. like I remember those days, right? And then there was always the one satellite, you know, if the parents weren't home, you fucking put it to whatever other satellite it was. And then uh, the channel was called. Next thing you know, you're watching Debbie Does Dallas. The channel was called American Triple Ecstasy. I remember that. Nice. And it was that it was like, so what my buddy used to do, so this was in like grade nine. So we're like 13. My buddy used to, he had his setup. It was the craziest setup. And his parents just didn't realize. So they had the satellite hooked up to the main TV. Right. Right. But then he had a TV in his room. Right. And he hooked that TV up to the other TV. So whatever satellite the main TV was on went to his TV in his room and he had a VCR hooked up to that TV. So he could record them. So he would get up after his parents went to bed. He would move the satellite. 
and he would hit record on his VCR and he would go to bed. And he'd wake up in the morning and he'd have a six hour tape of that channel, whatever they happen to play. Right. So grab bag, fucking random. You don't know what you're getting. Right. And then that tape sells at school for 40 bucks. <laughs> this is my kind of friend. How rich is this guy right now? Because I already see his brain. I don't know, but I, oh, I think he did pretty good knowing how he started I, out. I guarantee it because that's a fucking business mind. I'm like, I'm so proud of him right now. I don't even know him. Yeah. So, so like a bunch of kids at school had like a random tape of porn. And it was like full on, like, you know, hardcore, what we would say is like full on porn now. Cause back then there used to be like Playboy wasn't considered hardcore, right? Cause they didn't right. show any like that, da 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 da. Right. You know? So it was like the full on stuff. So it was pretty funny, you know, 80s hair and, you know, you get the back comb bangs. And he, He's not he, just talking about on their head. No, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, some full muffs back then. Good time. So we had porn, but you had to go through a lot of work to get it. And you had to like go through a lot. You had to be patient to watch it. You had to wait till like no one was home, you know, like. It was just different. And now I, it's, I, I mean, there's some pretty interesting studies now about kids being just so overloaded with it so easily, just so fucking freely on their phone that it, it, it is having some real detrimental uh, um, effects uh, regarding their ability to like form relationships and, and their expectations. Like imagine having sex for the first time when you're 14 and you think sex is fucking what you've seen on the <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you in the ass and come all over your face. I mean, this is what we do, right? <laughs> and put it in your mouth while you're at it. Like, fuck, like it's just, it, it's just, you know, like I, I, I'm glad that that's not what I, you know, I'd seen a lot of porn by the time I had sex, but I was smart enough to know that that wasn't real sex. This isn't how it's gonna be, at least right. not in the beginning. <laughs> you know, it's just, but I'm not sure, and that that's the difference. It's smart enough to know the difference, right? Right. Or, or aware enough to know the difference. And I think that it that they're saying now that there's so much of it that that's being eroded. Right. So, well, they're not what what is supposed to be normal. Yeah. Like. Day, yeah. But yeah. What, what about the relationship side that he brought up in the question? Yeah. Um, I've never had a relationship where porn was a problem or an issue or like it was it was always a. A fun thing that could uh, may or may not be watched occasionally. <laughs> I was I thought you were going to say produced, but I guess that's my life. It's um, always been a free topic, you know. You sit down Ron. and say, "So, what genres do you like?" <laughs> Who's your oh, favorite? I, think I lost Dusty. I had lost you. You were frozen. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so no, no, but I, I think it's the, I think it's the same. I mean, I know what someone's thinking, but I guess what's weird um, for me in particular is I'm, I'm extremely open book about all things. And apparently, you know, I know you guys are shocked, but Ron also is. So I don't think any woman that's ever met me is shocked by anything that I would say or do. Um, so you're not going to have a girl who's anti what I call fun, um, rolling up on me and, and wanting to go to dinner. Yeah, and Emily and I have all obviously everyone already knows this, but Emily and I have obviously been to the AVN Awards like five times, mm -hmm. which is a great January Vegas excuse, by the way. But um, but yeah, but that's that's just like, I mean, when you meet the porn stars and you listen to like like we've talked to many of them, yeah, like it, they're just it's funny, like even they know it's not real sex. 
Yeah, it's, well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, cause it, I know enough people in the industry that we have conversations where it's funny because people think it's so bad and they're like, I'm just going to work. Or if, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. A, if they've got a good business sense, they actually have a business plan that they approach their porn with when they start. And that's why a Kendra Lust is a multimillionaire. And then a lot of them are scratched out because they made $2,000 to do the nastiest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. You know, cause it's like you have to have a plan just like any other business. And the problem with p- the porn industry is anyone can get in essentially. Um, right. But there's only the few, just like, you know, it's funny. It's just like every industry, 5% of the people make 95% of the money. Yep. Every industry is the same. So, you know, to answer the question, I, I've never had that issue either. Um, but I think the key with anything in a relationship is no one has communication skills. Like you should sit down in a relationship when it's starting to go somewhere and discuss a lot of shit that no one wants to touch. Like if you want five children, I want none. Yeah, we have to, I has to, yeah, we you have can't an wait issue. Year seven. You know, if you're a huge church goer and I'm don't believe or whatever, we have another issue. Well, it's a double issue if we both want kids and we have a different stance on that. I mean, people don't communicate and then they're shocked. And I'm always amazed. It's kind of like when I see somebody that like proposed and the woman said no. I'm like, what, you fucking blindsider? Like, I've been married twice. We all knew. I. They told me what ring to buy, essentially. Right. Like, you just rolled up on the chick with a ring and she didn't know? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see that and I don't feel bad for you. I'm like, fuck, you guys didn't speak. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, I know. I've seen a couple (laughs) of those on Instagram. Yeah, and you're like, what? I've never even asked someone out that I didn't know the answer was going to be yes. Like, blows my mind. I mean, you, you do a little fucking recon, kids. And the same thing with these things. Like, because it does matter, just like sex matters. Like, if you are a once a week lights off kind of chick... Our relationship, it doesn't matter how good everything else is, this ain't gonna work. Right, right. I know. know, So so it should be a topic, you know. Yeah. Very, very interesting people's looks there. Do you got you got more? Because I got tons, but I just don't want to steal your show here, buddy. Oh, that one hurts my soul. What's the worst quality in a roommate? Let me think about myself so I can figure out why people would hate to live with me. Um, oh, them, my bad. Uh, no, for me, it's, uh, I mean, the quality is, uh, lack of consideration in general. Right. I mean, cause that covers so many things. Um, but example, so I've only ever had one roommate, um, that, that was not someone that lived with me in my room. Right. Um, and I realized literally in that time I couldn't do it because I'm, wired differently like you you left your dishes in the sink what yeah or we had uh when i first got married um my wife and i had a three bedroom with our best friends guy and a girl they would go to costco on sunday and fill the freezer for the week with their food which meant there was no freezer for us at all yeah and that meant nothing to them and i'm like but I want to put this one little thing in the freezer and there's no space and you don't see an issue. You know what I mean? It's just basic stuff like that. So lack of consideration covers pretty much everything for me, you know? 
Yeah. That's being a pig. That's, you know, not paying on time. It's a million things. Uh, but in hindsight, to be honest with you, I would, it's funny cause you've had a lot of good experiences in that scenario. I'm way too stuck in my ways. A roommate doesn't work. Yeah. It would never work. <laughs> I, 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 uh, it's funny cause, uh, Emily and I joked about that too. She was like, what, what would you do if I was gone? And I was like, I'd never live with anybody ever again. That's awesome. <laughs> Cause you know, like, so I remember the evolution of my tolerance. Like when I was living in that beach house, the haunted one. Yeah. Right. Um, I was living with like, there was like seven of us in that fucking room in that house. And like yeah. the odd person would switch out. Like, you know, all of a sudden Dave's gone and there's a guy named Greg in that room and you're like, Oh, Hey Greg, good morning. <laughs> Cause there was one person who had contact with the landlord and had kind of control of the house. Right. And everyone else was just staying there. It's like we had no say who was there. So like I'd come up in the kitchen and be some dude there I didn't know. I'd be like, oh, my name's Ben. I just moved in. I'm like, oh, hey, Ben. Like, <laughs> I'm you Ron. Know. What up? <laughs> so there was like a, a level of, of just sort of wild randomness to living there that you had to put up with. So if I got up in the morning and the kitchen was dirty, I would just do my best to, you know, cook my breakfast and get ready and I might clean up the kitchen and just be a good roommate and think, Oh, well that's my contribution to the house. And you know, I'm helping everyone. And I just put up with it cause I knew it was short term and yeah. I knew there was, you know, I'm leaving all my fucking shit on the counter, my blender and my George Foreman grill and my fucking giant tub of protein and you know, whatever. But as I got older, you know, the, the, uh, the, how things must be done definitely changes, especially when your name's on the lease. Right. So, you know, and then I lived with my best friend, which was fine. Like we were great together for years and years. But I occasionally you go to someone's house and you're like, holy fuck, how do they live with their kitchen like that? Right. You know, I, the kitchen is a big one, man. Like that sink's got to be fucking empty. Yeah. And I don't want to see shit on the counter. And yeah, kitchen and bathroom got to be clean relatively clean at least you know decently yeah but i would lose my mind living with someone now i'm so fixed in my ways and so much older and i'd just be like that doesn't fucking go there <laughs> you know i always i always say there's a right way a wrong way in the way i do it yeah and you know which one needs to be followed yeah in <laughs> fact <clears throat> i think like my temptation is to is to i'm often tempted to strip things down to the point where someone might think there's something wrong with me. Right. Like someone might come over to my house and go, there's not enough stuff here. Yeah. Did you just move in? Yeah. Six years ago. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's not even enough chairs to have a guest. Right. Yeah. By design. By design. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's, that's where I'm at on that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, I think too, what's funny is I, I actually think of it in the opposite direction too. Like, I would be difficult to live with because of that. Yeah, that would make, yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing. I'm saving someone else the fucking nightmare of living with yeah. me now. Yeah, if you left a bowl in the sink, your answer would be, it's one bowl. And mine would be like, yeah, it's one bowl, so hurry up, clean it up. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, good, it won't take long. Get that done. <laughs> yeah, it's a must here. Okay, go ahead. Oh, geez, I don't know how this, ba 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 when you're coming to Australia, doesn't matter. 
Oh, I think this is a good one because it's something that we've touched on briefly. So I have talked multiple times now about how the study on EAAs versus branch chains kind of bugs me. Okay. Because we've essentially deemed branch chains as complete shit and no one should ever take them. Um, And my argument is how has everyone forgotten the way they feel and and the changes they felt while on branch chains for all those years because a piece of paper told them that they're garbage. So the kid's question is, you mentioned you notice a change in your physique with branch chains. What do you mean by that? Um, I don't actually mean the way it looks, but I'm going to let you kind of roll with that for a second, then I'll kick back into the rest of my answer that I just said there. Like, What did you see with branch chains, and, and, and what do you feel about now that there's a study basically saying you should throw them away? So I remember specifically one incident. Um, I was living in Australia, and I was getting free supplements because both my buddies worked for a company. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was getting a big tub of BCAs, you know, big tubs of creatine, that sort of stuff, glutamine, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. So they just told me back then, this was the 90s. So they just said, hey, take a big scoop of BCAs and a big scoop of glutamine before you train, mm-hmm. and then a big scoop after you train of each. Right. You know, looking back, it was probably 20 to 30 total grams of each. Right. And I remember specifically more than once I would do it for like a few weeks and I would get stronger and I would have, I remember my incline press was like my big marker yeah, like for the whole a... fucking existing, my whole reason for being alive was my trying to get my incline press up. I remember that phase Yeah. and I remember it fucking was going up and I was like, Fuck yeah. And I remember that was the only thing I added was I was just doing like these aminos around the workout. And again, like who knows, a placebo effect or whatever. But that was the first time I ever seriously used like 30 grams of BCAs around my workout. Right. You know what I mean? And the glutamine and the creatine. And I was just loading everything. And everything just went, well, I'd taken creatine forever. But I'm just saying taking everything, you know. And uh, I just remember thinking like, huh, I noticed that. And then I like ran out. And then... I forgot about it, like we always do. Yep. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna get some more of that. And I did it again and everything like went fucking, was going better. And I was like, fuck. And that was like the first time I really took BCAs. I was like, you know what? So yeah, now we get a study saying that they can make you fat. And you know, the Valine actually makes you fat. Isn't that what the study says? Yeah, there's, there's a million, like, I mean, I should say a million. But how yes, much Valine but... is in a pound of steak? Yeah, there's so many points on it. And I think that, it's kind of back to what the reason I wanted to touch on that. It's back to what you said is about you can find a way to justify what is being said or what you want to believe if you stare at it long enough. Right. Um, and so my argument with this and, and the twist I want to take with the with this is don't ignore what you're seeing in yourself because something is written. Because I took branch chains. It was one of the few supplements that when they first started taking them. Is back with like extend existed and all those. I used them all the time. And I remember I'd start fading in my workout and I'd just slam like six ounces of it real quick and I could keep going. And in general, my workouts were better and I just always had them. Then you have this study come out and now everyone's like, don't even bother. And I'm like, we've all been using them for so long. How do you ignore that? And I feel the same way in the opposite direction. Like to me, 
as you've said, and we've said a million times, it all comes back to training. So if my training is at its peak, that's what I, that's how I judge every marker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if my training's at its peak, if my eating's at its peak, that's what matters to me. And the results will take care of themselves around that. So it's the same in reverse. People are like, you've, you, you've got to love D-ball. You've got to love Anadrol. It's, it's amazing. It killed my appetite. Right. Or I didn't feel good literally internally. So my training suffered. I don't give a shit how great that's supposed to be. If I can't eat and I can't train, it's doing more detriment than, than positive for me. So I can throw it out. Right. It's the same in the opposite direction with the brand change. And that's the answer to the question. It's like, man, I can't ignore that. So what did I do? I take both. So I now take EAAs and branch chains. Right. Good to go. Everything's covered. Everything's locked in. And fortunately, I mean, literally coincidental, but um, condemned my sponsor. Their intra EA is both. And right. it kind of made me laugh because I was like, not many companies are doing that, especially like a lot of them immediately just unless they were a top company making branch chains, a lot of them have pulled out of the game completely because like, oh, the market's saying. Yeah. And I'm like, because all three BCAs are in the EAA list. So they jack yeah. those ones up a little bit more is what you're saying. Yeah. So you, so they've got a heavy dose of both. Yeah. So there. I, my clients, a lot of my clients, I'll put, you know, basic intra information in their program, depending yeah. on the client. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, I think it's a good idea to take some EAAs. Um, and a lot of them message back, like, oh, I don't he have EAAs. Can I use BCAs? I'm like, oh, yeah, fine. Like, completely. I just am not the type of guy who tells someone to buy like $300 worth of supplements on the first month. Yeah, I'm the you same. know, so I just write one EAs, and if they have one BCAs, it can use those. And I use I use EAs or BCAs. I have both of my covered. I mm -hmm. usually take EAs because I like the new flavors. Yeah, but but I I like the idea of having aminos in your bloodstream, and I'm not gonna fucking lean on someone because they. Well, can I use BCAs? I'm like, of course, fuck. So, yeah. and, and you know, I, I see all these people on Instagram saying Valine makes you fat, and I'm just like, I, I. I've been inside out shredded using that shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been inside out shredded using that stuff every day. Yeah. And how again, like I said, if we're if taking five grams of valine makes you fat, well, how much valine is in a pound of steak? I don't right. Know, because I eat a pound of steak all the time. Yep. So it's 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 like that. I think it's important that we that you realize when you're hearing these things is who's saying it. Um, and I'm not calling him a liar because the study exists, but there's an angle like, you know, my, my, my buddy, Joe Donnelly, he's one of the ones that really goes on about EAAs and branch chains. And I'm like, well, which one does he make? Right. He sells an EAA. You know, why don't you ask a Ford salesman what he thinks about the Chevy in comparison? Right. <laughs> like, you know, and they have attributes, you know what I'm saying? But, and, and another well, thing too, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Another thing too is if you do ask the Ford salesman about the Chevy, the Ford salesman you should trust is the one that says, you know what, Chevy's pretty good. It's got this and this and this. I like this and I like this. I think we do this better. Yeah. The guy that says, ah, oh, it's a piece of shit. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you've got, again, years of proof right. and happy drivers right. that are still driving. So I think that's the... That's the key barrier there. So yeah, that's my argument on those. So again, I'm not anti-EAAs. I just don't like that in our world nowadays, we, we want to throw away 
things we've seen that we've done and, and guys who lived and died by them and saw the results like, Oh fuck, these are garbage. And they will speak it. And I'm like, it's kind of like when you, if you gain weight during a prep and you just ignore the fact that the pictures look better. Right. Does it really matter what you weigh? Right. (laughs) You know, I mean, Chris used to tell me all the time, I'm awesome at getting shredded and I suck at losing weight. You're frozen again. froze up again, Dusty. Jeez, I just said the same thing. That's so weird. You're still frozen. Froze right at the right at the last minute there. I'm waiting. There you go. You're back. You're back. You're, free, you're freezing every time I freeze. So when you say that, you're frozen on my screen. That's funny. It's okay. what we do. We're frozen together. Okay. So, anywho, that's the uh, the majority of my really well. It's not even true. I have a million questions, but guys, I will finish answering these on my Instagram because last time I didn't and I took some heat. I, I left the thing up and then I had somebody message me like, you didn't answer a single one. I was like, fuck, I was That's so what busy. I did. Those were, the, those were for the show. So now yeah. I have to answer these 700 questions before the 24 hours are up. I had to skip a week with that because I just didn't have time. Yeah, no, that was literally, I made the, I mean, I did, I made the mistake. I put it up for the show and I get more response that way if I leave it up just as a Q&A. But I always go back and do them, and I was so slammed I didn't. And I felt bad. Just like, fuck. Like, people took the time to ask the question, and I don't even yeah. answer one. I feel like such a dick. And I didn't mean to do it that way. But then it got worse because I had, like, five people. They're like, you didn't do the Q&A. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I know. I know. That's tough. <laughs> okay. Well, we've been almost two hours, buddy. Yes, sir. I got to go get beat up again. I'm doing – uh I'm doing more of the stretching routine and the um, the ex-wife is what the big roller is called that he uh, beats the shit out of me with. So we have to I have to ask you one thing before we go, because I didn't catch up on it. What's the what's going on with Kai? It doesn't it appears to be the same shit, dude. And it's a little frustrating. Like they're, they're back to hinting that, that he was having a conversation with Dan, almost like possibly for the Olympia. Right. Um, and I love Kai. I, I mean, I, I am one of his biggest fans. I wish that all those times ago he would have kept at it, but I'm sick of it. Right. Like, if you want to do the Olympia, then fucking show up. Right. And do it. Don't, I don't even, like, do not not do it. Don't hint that you might. It's, it's not even, like, cute anymore. Dude, you competed in, like, 2014 or something. Right. And I'm not saying he's not capable, but... Here's the thing that I, I think in regards to it. I see Kai a lot like I see Conor McGregor right now. He doesn't need it anymore. It's not in his soul. He's not fighting for his life. Right. I do not think that we will see the Kai we used to see when he was broke and needed this. Right. So so do you I, believe he's going to get on stage again? No. Okay. I don't Fair at enough. all because, because why would he? And it frustrates me to see them going back and forth with Kai when Sean Roden is dying to get back on the stage and we're letting legality bullshit keep him off the stage yeah. in a country where innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Like let like this man is losing his career. I mean, it's going to end at some point. I mean, he's not going on hearsay essentially. And I don't, and I don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I do not take, the allegations lightly but there's no reason for me to believe they're accurate and this guy's career is ending let it roll 
put him up there, make him sign a thing that says all the money comes back or whatever if he's convicted. I don't know. But he shouldn't lose his career while he's dying to get in. And everyone knows if you told Sean Roden, you have to qualify, which would be dumb because he's already been Mr. Olympia, but you have to qualify. And then you can do the Olympia. I promise you he's doing both. Right. He, he's getting ready now. He's been yeah. ready for two years since this all happened. I mean, I was in Canada when when this went down. So for me, it's it's very frustrating to see them flirting around with it. When I'm like, oh well, you got a guy right over here that's fucking ready to go, and he doesn't need to think about it. Well, from my point of view, the longer this stretches out, the more bullshit it probably is. Well, yeah. Like, listen, somebody I mean, asks me right now you know, when something major happens and there's hard evidence and good proof, it doesn't do this drag on for two fucking years. Exactly. Exactly. So to let it roll and they made the mistakes already. So to me, get him back in. Plus it's, it's, I hate to say it, but it's such old news. There's people who have no idea why Sean Roden's not competing. Yeah. It's crazy. They don't even know because it's not talked about anymore. It's all in legal bullshit. And the same with Kai, like, I'm sorry. And like I said, I'm a huge fan of Kai and I miss seeing him. And I love that he took a stand and said, fuck you, and didn't compete for a while because he didn't need to. But I'm over it. Right. You know, don't it'd be like me if I if every year I said I'm going to compete this year and I don't. The few people who actually care to see me compete would stop wanting to hear about it. Right. This is a do it or don't situation. You've never teetered on the idea of competing when you're getting right. ready to do nationals. It wasn't I'm thinking I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I. Yeah. You can't. You can't maybe do bodybuilding. No, that's the thing. It's, I mean, even the off you're, you're, you're in. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. It's funny. I saw the thing. I did a brief because I knew we would cover it. I dug into it just a hair, and I was just annoyed because it's a publicity stunt and it's stupid. Okay. Like he's not going to compete, and if he does, great. But I still don't need to see it. I need to see you compete. Right. I'll care when you walk out from behind the curtain. Right. When you're at the press conference, I'll be yeah. like, oh. Oh, okay. fuck, he did it. And then I'm going to be excited. Now I want to see what, yeah, yeah. what he's been doing. You know what okay. I mean? For sure. Okay. See, I didn't even click on it because I thought I'm just going to ask Dusty on the show. There you go. And you knew I would come through. Okay. That's amazing. I feel good I about that. I did. That was the last thing on my list. All right. I got to give one more quick thing for uh, transcendcompany.com. And the reason <laughs> that that is I got a lot of uh, feedback from last show about bringing up a legal and healthy way to get on HRT and and these types of things. So guys, just remember, if you want to check out transcendcompany.com and uh, Dusty20 will just knock $20 off of your purchase. Other than that, forget about me. You're set up. The doctors will take care of you. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of good feedback of guys that had the same issue where there were not even bodybuilders, just guys wanting to get their hormones right and either couldn't afford it legally right, or didn't right. know how. So I'm stoked to hear we're getting that, that review. So check them out and uh, you will not be disappointed. Um, one more thing. I know we got to get off. Did you know Andy Heyman at all? Did you know yes, Andy? I did. Got to say, uh, I knew Andy a little bit. I spent some time with him at the Toronto Pro one year. We we like sat together at the night show and we joked around backstage. And um, he was a great guy. I always had uh, nothing but love for Andy Heyman. Uh, all I ever knew him as was just this great friendly guy that would come up and say hi to me. And and uh, it was too bad. I I, I I did hear what happened. So did I. Um, yeah. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't just. Uh, it's not bodybuilding related, so to speak. As he had, um, give Dusty a 
frozen. Still Why does that keep happening? I don't know. Third time. Okay, so sorry. Go again. Oh, I said, uh, I said, yeah, it's not, it wasn't bodybuilding related per se, the way people might think. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard that he tore his tricep a while ago and it was healed, but he was giving him problems. And then it like somehow started swelling up and he, he went and had it looked at and they were like, oh, it's infected somehow. And they, yeah, they opened, they surgery. opened him up that day. Yeah. They opened him up that day and then he had a blood clot that night. Yeah, like shortly thereafter, it broke loose, and they, they think it was instant. And he had an incident previously uh, a few years ago with a blood clot yeah. as well. Yeah. That he ended up getting to the hospital on time in that situation. So probably, this is me guessing, so please don't quote me, but it probably went to his lung or something, which gave him time to get in. They put him on blood thinners for like 10 days, and he was good to go. Uh, an assumption, and I have to say this 10 times, an assumption is if this one went straight to his heart, that's why it was more or less instant. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that... It's terrible to hear. And Andy, the reason I knew him is he used to him, he and his family, his wife used to come down to Scottsdale and stay for a while. Um, so he trained at my gym. It was just a super nice guy. Strong as strong as all fuck. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. a Superman dad. That's how mm -hmm. I always thought of Andy, because he always talked about his kids every time I saw him, too. Well, he had an army so, of them. And yeah. they were always like he it was funny. I used to laugh and I tease him because they had like a big like van van, like a cargo van, because they had so many kids they literally needed like a, <laughs> like a, like a church van. Yeah. The whole hockey team, <clears throat> you know, so really cool to see. And yeah, it was, it was, it's terrible to see him go out like that, but you know what was nice for the first time ever, something like that happened. And I didn't see a lot of assumptions of drugs and health that <clears throat> I think enough people knew Andy and had enough respect for him to say, Oh, I wonder what happened instead of the right. immediate guessing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was too bad. So we just, you know, want to send our condolences out because I did know Andy a little bit. And uh, and uh, yeah, so tragic. Take care of yourselves, boys and girls. No doubt. You never know what's going to when the ride's going to end. So enjoy it while you're here. Yeah. So I take my baby aspirin every day. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. okay, everybody. Remember, we'll be back next week. Like, share, subscribe, comment, hit the bell, blah, blah, blah. Thanks again, Dusty. No doubt. Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding.